Thank you for tuning in at Ravenna Assembly of God. We hope you enjoy this message and are blessed from it. If you want to tune in to more messages, log on to RavennaAG.com and search under the Media tab. Thank you and God bless. Ever hear the phrase, all dressed up and no place to go? I believe that is to be, is really kind of like the picture that some people get when they put on the armor of God. What I mean is, what, do you, what, do you, what are you to do when you are fully clothed with the identity of Christ? I'd like for us to go, go ahead and, and take a look one more time, if you would, at our text that's found in Ephesians chapter 6. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In other words, that's what's around us right now. And therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, and above all, taking the shield of faith which, with which you will be able to quench the, all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helm of the salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. The first word that Paul says concerning what we are to do when we are fully clothed with the identity of Christ is stand. Say that word with me, stand. I want you to get the picture of that. I mean, it's it, God's word does not tell you to attack or to mount a, a massive charge against the devil. His word tells us to stand on the truth of what Jesus has already accomplished. Hello, somebody. Stand on the truth of what Jesus has already accomplished. Hey, defeating the devil is Jesus' part. Standing firm is your part. Standing firm is means refusing to give in to the devil's temptations, refusing to give up on what God is seeking to do in you. And that's huge. That's so huge. Are you aware that God is wanting to do in you what his heart has for you? Look, when Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he repeatedly used words and phrases of resistance. Say that word with me, resistance. I say that because he says things like, be strong in the Lord, stand against the wiles, withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand therefore. Look, a, a stance of resistance was also in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7, where it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Peter wrote about the devil this way. He says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about 
like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith. What I love about this is that the word resist comes from the same root word in the Greek that means stand firm. To, to resist does not mean to debate. It doesn't mean to argue against the devil. It doesn't even mean to openly rebuke or to chastise the devil. To resist simply means to stand firm in your belief that Jesus is greater than the devil and that you are in a relationship with him who is greater than the devil. The statement, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, is a command in verse 10 of chapter 6 there in Ephesians. Look, God does not command you to do things that you cannot do. You can stand in strength. You can resist. Hello? I mean, I know people might say, well, you know, I'm weak. Yeah. I just can't stand up to all these bombardments and temptations, and, and I just can't survive th this attack. Yeah, eyes right here. Yes, you can. Absolutely, yes. Th there's nothing weak or, or wavering about the person who stands fully clothed with the identity of Christ. In Christ, you have power, but that power isn't of your own making or rooted in your abilities or talents or, or your, your, your intellect or even your, your physical body. Your power is the power of Christ in you. Your power is the power of Christ in you. Say it again in case you didn't hear me. Your power is the power of Christ in you. Friend, there is nothing uncertain or lacking in the power of Jesus. He has all authority over creation, over mankind, and over the spiritual realm. His power is available to us because we are in Christ and he is in us in the form of the Holy Spirit. We're joined together. We're made one. We're fused. Our spirit and his spirit are one. I really pray that the Holy Spirit open your eyes and reveal that to you in a way that's not something just up here, but it's overwhelming truth to you. Jesus Christ is the true source of any power that you and I have over the devil. And when you put on the whole armor of God, you put on his power. Look, friend, don't, don't try to stand against the, the devil in your own strength. If you, if you attempt to stand up to or resist the devil in your strength, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to win. But before, you know, the, the reality is, remember this. Christ Jesus has defeated the devil. The power of God so exceeds that of the devil that there, there's just no possible comparison. And Jesus gives you his spiritual authority, his strength, 
his power the instant you accept him as your Lord and Savior. He is living inside of you, joined to you. And the Bible states that the Holy Spirit in you has greater power than the devil. Take, take a look at it in, in 1 John 4. It says this, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay, pastor, fine. I, I totally agree with you. But what do we do as we stand? Ready for this? It's deep, very deep. We pray. That's what we do. We pray. Friend, I'm here to declare to you, to tell you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, whether personally or outside in this world, God is in control. I can tell you for me, he's in charge of my life. He will help me through all things in a way that brings his benefits to me to glorify him. And that relationship, that relationship is rooted and grounded in prayer. If you're going to know the strength of God operating in your life, releasing the power, it's going to happen by prayer. It is through prayer that we move into the offense as we battle the enemy. Please understand that. It's not going to happen outside of a prayer life. Paul, Paul actually left no doubt that everything we do to fully arm ourselves in the strength of the Lord and the power of his might is a result of this. Notice what he says in verse 18. He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. One of the, one of the main reasons that so many believers in Christ are weak is that they don't pray when the devil attacks them. Look, and I hope you hear this correctly. Prayer is not a piece of the spiritual armor against the devil. Prayer is what we do once we are clothed in the armor that is the identity of Christ. Please grab that. Please understand that. It's not a part of the armor. It's what we do once we are clothed in that armor. It is through prayer that we relate to God and build a relationship with him. Did you, do, do you realize that God really desires to establish and develop this, this ever-deepening relationship with us? He wants, he wants to reveal himself to us and give us more and more of his presence and his power. The devil's goal is to keep us from establishing a relationship with God and if the enemy fails at that, to keep us from growing in the Lord and developing a deeper relationship with God. He, he, wants us to keep, he wants to keep us from experiencing God in our lives, to keep us from having God's presence and God's power at work in us. Oh, I get fired up because of, of, of believers all over the place that are just mundanely living through life. 
and not knowing God in that deeper way that, that begins through the power of prayer. Plain and simple, friend, God wants you and, 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 and literally his heart desires you and seeks to relate to you. The devil wants to destroy you and keep you from the embrace of God's love, his mercy, his forgiveness. Look, when we aren't praying, the devil will do what he can to keep us from praying. He tells us that we're eh, too busy to pray. Prayer isn't all that important, you know, that, that we aren't you know, very effective in our prayers, and that prayer is, is, is just talking to ourselves, not God. Friend, is your family not important enough to pray over them every day? To lift up your spouse, to go before God, to speak his heart over them, to pray his help in them? It is, you know, Satan says, you don't need to pray about that. You, you shouldn't bother God with these minor requests. You don't really expect God to, you know, answer that request. You, you, you don't have, you know, time to pray. You're so busy, you know, kids and everything else. You can't find time alone just, just for a moment. The, the, the Bible doesn't really mean prayer all the time. Come on, Really? Can, can I say this? And I, I hope you realize what I'm saying here is that the devil is a liar about prayer. The devil doesn't want you to trust God in all situations. He, he doesn't want you to pray and to trust God for, for blessings in your life. He doesn't want you to praise God and to give thanks to him. He doesn't want you to petition God about what God desires to do in, in your life or, or in other lives. The devil, friend, knows better than most just how powerful prayer is and how directly prayer is related to his destruction. Look, you and I both know that the devil knows that we are most vulnerable to his attack when we don't pray. Let's face it, the reality is Satan has a very specific strategy when it comes to your prayer life. I, I want to give you four things, four strategies that he uses, four strategies concerning his strategy. Okay, strategy one is prayerlessness. I'm, I'm here to tell you that Satan will seek to keep you very, very busy or distracted to the point that you do not pray. You do not voice your thanksgiving to God and, and, and you do not praise God's name. I, I remember years and years ago, my priority for getting up every morning was to be able to catch the news in the morning. And I'd go make my coffee come out and set and, 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 and uh, turn on the old news and flip between the channels and watch, you know, from the CNN to the Fox to the... NBC, ABC, CBS, whatever else there was out there, flipping, 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 going through, just, you know, getting to know what was going on during the day until God said, hey, how come I don't have that time? 
You know, when God says things to you, it's, it does good to listen. And that's exactly, you know, the, the enemy just took me out of the loop, but I'm so glad that God never relinquishes his vigilance. Friend, when you don't pray, you become more anxious about things, more, more concerned about things that you can't change. And you also become more fearful about things. You know what the result is of that? The result is that you become a burden bearer. That, that's stage number two, burden bearing. A person who doesn't pray can feel as if they're, they're carrying the weight of the world on them. They, they feel responsible for everything. And here's the kicker, because, because that can be overwhelming. Many people swing over to the exact opposite side of that as far as their approach, and they claim they aren't responsible for anything. And the truth is, they feel a weight in their soul. The person who bears burdens in his own strength has a heavy heart. That's strategy number three, the person with a heavy heart. And that person experiences a weariness that's hard to put into words, but it wears them down. They, they live with constant needs, frustrations, the, the, the worries, and, and rarely even have very much energy. They, they can be so overwhelmed by the sorrows, by the problems and anxieties of their lives that they become almost paralyzed. They, 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 don't, they don't have any, any energy to exert on, on even you know, sharing the gospel or, 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 or energy to spend helping others in need, uh, not, you know, let alone uh, get up, get dressed, and come to church. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, stage four is weakness. When a person becomes discouraged and weary, spiritually, emotionally, as well as physically, they're in a state of weakness. And the weaker the person becomes, the more he will focus on himself, on his needs, and on his failures, or even lack in a lot of areas. You do realize that the weak animal in the wild is always the most vulnerable to predators. And the same is true when it comes to the devil. Look, a, a person who is strong in prayer does not take on the weight of the world. Hello? He trusts God to take care of every aspect of life and to take care of the world as a whole. Hey, friend, I'll say it again. God is in control. I agree. He expects us to use our head. But you know, I can't control what's happening over in Afghanistan. I, I don't even have an answer for it. But I can tell you God's in control whether we see it or not. He's not caught off guard by... Look, I'm, a person who is strong in praise has great joy. Take a look at your neighbor. Do they have great joy? Do, do they look joyful? <laughs> Smile at your brother. Everybody, never mind. Okay, but, but I'll say it again. People who are strong in praise have a great joy. And that joy, in turn, what it produces is this incredible 
spiritual strength. His, his word declares the joy of the Lord is what? Hello, somebody. That's in Nehemiah. The, the joy of the Lord is your... Look, the person who prays has a renewed energy and a zest for living. Th that person feels strong and, and, and literally is eager to take on life's challenges. If, if you could name one thing that Satan hates above all else, it is this. And that I'm talking about those believers in Christ who know how to talk to the Father, how to trust the Father, and claim the promises of the Father. Listen, persevering prayer built on a foundation of faith crushes the power of the devil. Persevering prayer crushes the power of the devil. Oh, I just want to shout that out to somebody. Don't come to me with all your doom and gloom and depression. Are you praying? Yes, God, every day to do something. No, 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 no. You don't even know your God. You just know what you want your God to do. It's time to build a relationship that takes place in prayer and watch what it begins to produce. Friend, when we don't pray... We set ourselves up to be defeated by the devil. So I'm here to tell you, please, don't, don't leave home in the morning without it. Don't do your job without it. Don't go to sleep at night without it, without talking to the Lord. I'm not talking about a superstition. I'm not talking about some formula. I'm not talking about some habit that you get in that you continue to... I'm talking about a relationship. <laughs> I don't know very many relationships. I don't know of any relationships where people don't talk to each other. Oh, I'm just going to get in so much trouble. Here's the reality, friend. Prayer... Basically, it's serious communication with your Heavenly Father. Your, your prayers are, are those essential building blocks of your relationship with God. Hear me out. Quick prayers only work only if you are prayed up. Quick I, hey, I know what it's like to have to do a quick prayer. But I also know the quick prayers don't work if I'm not prayed up. Spend time in prayer. Get to know your Heavenly Father. Don't just talk to God. Listen to Him. Receive His wisdom, if you will, into your life. Let Him reveal Himself to you. Let Him express His love for you. Get down on your knees if you can. I mean, you can pray in any position. What I'm talking about is assuming a spiritual position before our Heavenly Father. That's what I'm talking about. It's an act of submission and reliance upon Him. Take a look again at what Paul writes in Ephesians 18 or 6, verse 18. Praying 
always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Paul used the word always. That refers to repeated and continual prayer. We are to pray with all prayer. The word prayer here refers to basically just general praise, thanksgiving, intercession. This form of prayer is focused on basically the general goodness of God. Uh, the, the, the form of prayer that we're talking about, again, the goodness and the thanksgiving and the intercession. It focuses on His greatness, focuses on His excellence, focuses on the glory of God. It is prayer that thanks God for every blessing, praises God for every one of His attributes, offers petitions that God's purposes on this earth might be accomplished just as Jesus prayed on earth, what? As it is in heaven. He's walking out the door, what was it, yesterday, yesterday morning, out the back door with, with Jack following alongside. He's the one who wanted to go out, so I needed to take some stuff out to the garage, so we went out together. As I took literally five steps outside the back door, I hear a real big rustling in the trees right above me. And I turn around and I look to see this 12-foot branch come crashing down right on the stoop against the house, right at the door where just a few steps earlier, just a few seconds earlier, I had been. Had I been a little slower, I probably wouldn't be talking to you today. As soon as I saw that hit and crack and, and, and Jack go scurrying off, I looked up and I said, thank you. Hello? Maybe you don't see things like that, but I see things like that. I thank him for his hand, his touch. I pray. Look, one thing I also found out about prayer is that we're to pray with all petition. The word prayer here refers to the voicing of a particular request or prayer that addresses specific needs. It's a prayer that asks God to do something in a particular life, in a situation, in a circumstance. You remember what Jesus said in John 14? He said, ask anything in my name that brings glory to the Father, and I will do it. Petitioning is asking God to do specific things that you perceive will advance his kingdom on this earth and bring glory to God. Petitioning is not saying, you know, bless me or bless them. It is asking for something specific and well-defined. It might be asking for an infusion of wisdom or maybe discernment. It might be asking for healing or, or financial provision. It might be asking for protection or, or the meeting of a particular emotional need that we're walking through right now. But friend, we are to pray at all times. Paul admonished the Ephesians to pray always. He did not mean that they were to talk all the time. He meant that they were to be in an attitude of prayer at all times so that they were quick to hear, quick to request, 
and quick to offer praise and thanksgiving. You remember what Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians, what? Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now, if there's a verse in Scripture you could easily memorize, it's that one. Praying at all times means that we live with a God conscious. We are always aware, in other words, of his presence with us as we walk through every situation at all times. It means that we always factor God into every experience, every conversation, every relationship. To pray always means to see life through a God filter. God conscience, you might want to write this one down, and God filter. In other words, we see situations through God's eyes and, 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 and always see him in relationship to us. What we have to do is acknowledge that God is vitally concerned and that he's involved with everything that concerns us. Yes, he is. To pray always means to open a connection with God. So you have presence, filter, connection. Just as if we were calling God on the phone. And then never, ever hanging up. It means to have the line always open to speak to God or to hear from God. I, I know what you're probably saying. Well, I, I can't think about God all the time. I get that. But look at your neighbor real quick. Are they, are they breathing? Yeah, because you breathe all the time, and you're aware of your breathing a lot of times throughout the day, right? Especially when you walk how many, how many steps, you know, or you have to carry something somewhere. You're aware that you're breathing. And even though you might not be thinking about it, your body is still in a breathing state. Look, when things come to your mind, that is the time that you need to pray to God about those things. If there's something in your life I found that you don't want God involved in, it could be that something is more than likely sin. Trust God to speak to you about everything in your life. Pay attention when he does speak. Hello? God is concerned about every little thing in your life, every little, little thing in your life. So listen and heed what the Lord says. He has a plan and specific direction for every opportunity. He has a plan and direction for every challenge, every responsibility, every decision in your life. God desires to be a part of every aspect of every day in your life. Hey, you know, you, you can pray in any place while doing virtually anything. Hello? You, you, you can pray driving your car while you're working, while you're standing, cooking food, while walking, while pulling up weeds. Have you ever prayed while you're doing the, la the laundry? <laughs> I know that uh, some of you pray when the Browns are playing. Yes, I understand that. 
You can pray while doing anything. Paul also, he admonishes the Ephesians to pray how? In the Spirit. It means to pray under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, whether naturally or in tongues. It means to be sensitive to his prompting about what to pray, how to pray, or even for who to pray for. There are times that we feel a burden to pray for a person or even a situation, but we don't know what to pray. It's those times that we need to say, Holy Spirit, show me how to pray. Show me what you desire to do. So, friend, praying in the Spirit means that we put ourselves spiritually in a position to be in full agreement with the Holy Spirit about a specific petition that's being brought to him. It means saying, Lord, I don't know how to pray about this. I, I don't know what to ask for or what to say, but Lord, Lord, please, I, I understand. I want what you want. I want to pray what you want me to pray. I, I, I want to pray your best into that situation. Show me how I ought to pray. Pray anytime, friend, a person comes to your mind in a strong way, in a sudden way, or even in a special way. Pray for that person that comes to your mind. Pray for those situations that you sense may, may just be beyond the immediate horizon of your life and maybe even the life of someone else. But remember this statement. I don't have it on the screen. It's not written on your paper. But the more you pray, the more you are going to understand what you are praying for. The more you pray, the more you are going to understand what you're praying for. As you pray for others, please, don't pray in a critical way. Pray God's best for their lives. Pray for God to redeem them. That that kind of prayer will open you up to experience greater forgiveness and blessing in your life. I guarantee it. I've walked it. I've experienced it. And, and, and hey, we are always to pray with the unwavering faith that God not only hears our prayers, but will also answer them in His timing, with His methods, and always for His glory and eternal benefits. You can count on it. Because as you pray in the face of spiritual attacks, set your mind on the vastness of God's power. Friend, see Him for the mighty God that He is. When you, in the face of fear, God gives boldness. Remember, Paul wrote to Timothy saying, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Hello, somebody. I, I love that. Has not given us a spirit of fear. You know what that word also translates to be? Cowardice. He hasn't given us a spirit of cowardice, timidity, of fear. Look, in the face of spiritual attack, let me remind you of three specific benefits of prayer. They're these, right straight in a row. Greater discernment, greater awareness of sin that needs to be confessed, and greater energy and strength. Let me repeat that one more time. There is greater discernment. These are benefits. Greater awareness. In other words, the closer I get to God, 
the more uncomfortable I am because I realize how much of me has been in the way to begin with. And greater energy and strength, all of a sudden there's something that rises up within you that wasn't, that, that's not a part of you, that wouldn't have been you, but all of a sudden you find yourself in an energy and strength that meets what's about to come into your life. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. <laughs> for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When you trust God in prayer, you receive help in weakness. You become spiritually, you become strong. Nothing other than prayer produces this type of spiritual strength. You remember what Paul was doing? He was praying to God over and over, God, take this thorn in the flesh from me. What was he doing? He was praying. He was talking to God. It was at that point that God spoke to him and said, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. Hello. In other words, while he was praying, something clicks. And he was trusting God in prayer, and he received help. And what does he end up turning around saying? Therefore, rather would I glory in my infirmities that when I am weak, I am strong. Your strength is made perfect in my weakness. Prayer produces God's energy in you. It, it, it's the Look, prayer, I hope you're still following me. You're not thinking about the food out there. You are, aren't you? Okay, well, but hear me because this is better food. This is much better. Listen. Prayer is the means by which God pours his power into your life so that you have the strength. You're not going to know that strength outside of prayer. You wonder why you're so down. You wonder why you can't do this. You wonder why you're not living up to that. You wonder why you're under such attack. You wonder why you're all these things. Friend, I'm getting back to the prayer point. And that is that prayer is the means by which God pours his power into your life so that you have the strength mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually to do everything that God has prepared you to do and has called you to do. Now, now Paul's, 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 I know him, Paul's last two words to the Ephesians about the prayer life was this, watch and persevere. Watch and persevere. Jesus said in the garden, if you remember correctly to the disciples, he said, watch and pray. Be alert to what is coming around you, friend. He wanted his disciples to be on the alert and, and, and more important, to see what he was facing and how he was facing the greatest hour of emotional need in his life. Hear me very carefully. I, 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 I just mm, I can't say this any stronger than I can say it to you now. Choose to learn from God. That's a choice. Choose to learn from God. 
Paul, Paul wrote that they were to be watchful there in verse 18. To preserve means to pray with a steadfast intensity of faith. To, to preserve means to live a state of constant readiness to receive God's answer and then to, to act on it. To preserve means to pray as long as it takes for the answer to come. It means that we don't quit until the answer appears. Hello. I know a lot of prayers to be given up on just before the answer comes. If you feel that you've hit a, a brick wall in your praying, that is precisely the time to keep praying. That's the very point at which you must not stop. Perseverance means being available for God to speak to you. Oh, hello, somebody. You don't just rush in and, and say, do you have anything to say to me, God? You got anything for me? Now, I, 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 I know with me and, and I know with you, a lot of times God waits for us to have a quiet heart, a calm spirit, and... and and even an expectant attitude before he will reveal his desire or his plan. But perseverance also means that you make a commitment to spend every day with the Lord and that you are quick to talk to God about everything, anybody, any circumstance, anywhere, at any time. You pray not only because it is the right thing to do, but also because it is the most powerful thing you can do. You, you pray with an expectancy that God will use your prayer to change circumstances, to change lives. You pray with the full expectancy that God will empower you to resist the enemy, to resist Satan's attack. You don't go out, you don't try this, you don't try that. You stand. And having done all, you stand firmly. That's resisting the devil. You have clothed yourself in Christ. Now it's time to stand against his wiles, against his attacks, against the fiery arrows. You stand. And in that standing, he says, pray with all prayer. Pray, pray, pray. What good does it do to have all the armor on and not pray? The reality is Paul causes, calls, calls us to stand. So I'm here to challenge you. I'm, I'm here at the end of this series to say to you, when all is said and done, Prayer. How active is prayer in your life? I'm not talking about token prayers. I'm, I'm not. Ta I'm talking about praying. I'm not talking about at, at 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 for five minutes at one point in the day. I'm talking about praying without ceasing. I'm talking about a life of breathing. I'm talking about a God awareness. God. Whereby his power, his life, his will is made real 
what else? You might be a believer, but how dead are you? You might be that Christian who, who, you know, is saved and going to heaven, but how dead are you? How good are you? Has the enemy been able to effectively stop you? Put on the armor of God, yes. Then what? 